Hello and welcome to our brand new podcast. This is Sounds and Eccentric Presents Contracast. Today I am joined by my oh so lovely sound engineer, Ben McCarno Oliver. <laughs> That's not your name, it's Olivier, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I, my name is Ben, but uh, my, my second name is not McCarno Oliver. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? It's Olivier, like sort of like the French. It, what? What's that thing on Facebook then? Is this like Meccano Olivier? Like, is Olivier, that even... that, I, I do spell my name correctly on Facebook as well. You know? <laughs> what? It's got an I after the V, so it's Olivier. Oh. Like Vier is in like the German word for four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, just just me then. <laughs> start that again. We don't, like, have, we don't have to start what's again. What's the Meccano bit? What's the Meccano bit? Well, my name is like a, a double barrel name. Also, I wasn't completely off when you said like, oh, that's not my name. No, well, no, <laughs> it, it is, is your name. What <laughs> I'm saying is I feel like I'm straight away <laughs> coming across as um, someone who's maybe got a high opinion of themselves by correcting <laughs> your name, but... No, um, no, it's just a really bad thing as a journalist to get someone's name wrong. Like, that is, like, <laughs> the worst thing you can do in our profession. It's okay. I'll just call you Sal Wilcox. <laughs> <laughs> so, on today's show, we're going to be mainly talking. It's a bit of an introduction, a bit of a hello. Um, so, what the show is actually going to be about is it's basically a podcast on the topic of all things musical. A bit of everything. So, there's something, if you have an interest in music, there's something for you here. So whether this be the local music scene or the independent sort of scene, uh, music industry trends and controversies, we'll be doing some artist reviews, probably fairly savage if you know what sounds is known for, and a bit of general chatter. So we're taking a bit of a chilled approach with all of this, but hopefully it won't flop too much. So should we start with <laughs> some introductions maybe? Yeah, why don't we, Ben, tell me three interesting facts about you. Three interesting three facts about me. Well, they can be totally unrelated to music. Let's know the inner Ben. The inner Ben? Oh, inner you ben. put me on the spot here. All right, well, um, maybe not three interesting facts. Just three facts about you, Ben. Three then. facts. Three okay. facts. Three facts about me. Um, so I work part-time as an audio engineer um, in the local scene. I also um, front a band. Um, a very good band yeah. at that. Well, thank you. <laughs> that's debatable, but, you know, that's why we're here to debate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've been around the local scene a little bit. Um, so I've sort of been gigging for the past six or seven years. Um, and I am a avid gig goer. So I absolutely love going to gigs, watching bands, listening to music, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, very interesting to me, <laughs> I oh, guess. That's good. Yeah. I think <clears throat> I'd have to agree with you on the, the avid gig goer, hence where this whole thing's kind of started. How, how I know you, really made some lifelong friends from going to sweaty venues <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah so the first time yeah. i met sal wilcox she turned up to uh, the high park book club which some of you may know is a really nice independent venue in the heart of high park in leeds and uh, she turned up in a really big sort of if you can imagine um a, a, a sort of like a hat that the queen might wear at a royal wedding this is what <laughs> sal wilcox turned up <laughs> I don't remember which hat I was wearing, but like, I'm pretty sure it was just like a wide-brimmed hat. She has a multitude of hats, and that's, I how, that's how I remembered her the first couple of times I met, because I was like, oh, Sal Wilcott, she's the one that wears the big the big hat. <laughs> that's what I was actually doing. I was like in the Newcastle scene for a while, like, and I remember um, I went to go review Headfest um, a few years ago, which is a little festival um, just outside of Hull and Hedden. Um, 
and I'm like I've been pally with a band called The Fruit for a while. They're one of the first reviews I ever did. Oh yeah. And their manager came over to me on the second day of the festival and just started like rubbing the top of my head. I was like, I was like, what, what are you doing, man? He was like, it's the first time I've seen the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you do have one. I thought you might have had like a bald patch or something. I was like, no, I just like hats. <laughs> I'm really lazy with my fringe. I like a hat. <laughs> so yeah, the first time I met you was um, we were playing a small gig. Um, at High Park Book Club last November, I yeah. believe. and supported Jabberwocky. Jabberwocky and The Head, which the are an Head. American band. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they, um, sorry, and then you were basically there as a reviewer, weren't you? Yeah, I was reviewing uh, the gig. And we did a terrible podcast that haunts me to this day. Which it, is, it, it was on my laptop before. It's so crap. <laughs> still up on the internet for those of you that may want to go and search it out. But I uh, recorded on an iPhone. <laughs> And then eventually you uh, you brought out a few blog posts about us um, and we changed our sound accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> mother knows best. <laughs> and there we go. And here we are today. Um, we go to gigs together and yeah. we've been to, we work together in sound eccentric films, bringing out videos, et cetera, et cetera. But let's talk about you. So the, Ooh. yeah, well. <laughs> Listeners might recognise just by having a listen that you're quite obviously a Geordie from Newcastle. <laughs> Why well, I know. Um, I'm not. I'm from Whitley Bay. I'm actually from the, like the posh bit of Newcastle. So I remember Whitley Bay. Whitley Bay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> accent comes out as soon as she's talking about home. <laughs> I know, it's like, ooh. Um, no, like I used to get called like posh in school and stuff. So ever since I've moved to Yorkshire, people go like, you're so Geordie. I'm like, I'm really not. Like I'll take it in my stride because I'm very <laughs> proud of being from Newcastle and I love the Northeast and the Newcastle music scene in particular is so warm and really I wouldn't be sat here if it wasn't so welcoming because it mm-hmm. brought me out of my shell in that sense. Um, I don't know too much about the Newcastle scene. It's know. really good. It is very indie centric. I'll oh, yeah. give that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really good math rock scene. Like, is that right? Yeah, there's some really good math rock bands. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mongeese, and like there was a band that was technically they were more kind of psyche, but there was definitely right. some math elements. Like from um, like um, Cobra Delta, who I don't think they're like still together anymore. I think the kind of life got in the way with things, mm-hmm. but like. They're sick. Like I think they're on SoundCloud if you haven't checked them out. Cobra Delta. Yeah. They're good. We'll give them a listen, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I thought, well, yeah. from my understanding, Newcastle is a very happening city, obviously. Yeah, it's definitely on the rise. It's on the rise. Obviously, with so much around it, Sunderland, Middlesbrough, it's sort of like a good hub. A lot of people go there for nights out and things like mm. that. It's very well known for its nightlife. Yeah, definitely. I think things like Geordie Shaw <coughs> have definitely inflated that. Um, whether you think that's a good or a bad thing, I'll let you decide. Um, yeah. But yeah, the only issue with Newcastle is like, you see all the other northern cities. So like it take Leeds, for example. Uh-huh. It's an hour's drive from Manchester, yeah. Sheffield... Um, hour and a half's train from Liverpool. It's really well connected. Yeah, yeah. I think with Newcastle, it's not near anywhere else. Like it, it's such a trek to get to Manchester from Newcastle and stuff. It's very nice. I, I sort of lived there on and off for the best part of a year, and yeah. uh, started to feel like home after a while. You know, everyone's so nice. Even people in bars and yeah, just... we are a friendly bunch. <laughs> Definitely, and you know, the, the city's not too small, so you can sort of get around and learn it very fast. Mm. Uh, but let's talk about you yourself you're a music <laughs> journalist um yeah. obviously is it three years you've been going on sounds yeah it was three years in march we did like a 
a little celebratory you did, yeah. gig, yeah, for Safe Gigs for Women, despite the fact they have actually completely slate all my work on Twitter, but never mind. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, there's like a feminist article and I, I like... If I just thought like, oh, I'd tag some sort of feminist organizations in with it. So I was there thinking I was like, I thought it was very pro-feminist, pro-positive discrimination towards women. Mm -hmm. And it just went down like a ton of bricks. Like they did not like it. I don't know who was on charge of their Twitter that day. I was like, do you know what? It's good to get the conversation going and having the debate because I think that's the first step to change. Mm -hmm. But they basically just implied that I was, had an issue with like, women's projects so i was like i don't have an issue I've, like <laughs> so i went like oh if you read the article you find out actually I, I agree with the notion and they said like it's not positive discrimination it's a women's project i was like women's projects are inherently positive discrimination because that's my definition is what positive discrimination is yeah and you know it was just like i think you've missed the point and then it was completely went for me and then like I was a bit like, oh dear. And I was like, <laughs> I'm putting on a charity fundraiser for you in a couple of months. Like, Take a step back. And I, was like, I was like, and I still still did it. So I was like, I think that was a good sport. <laughs> so we might, we'll probably get onto the topic of sort of women in music um, yes. on the next episode. Yes. And if you are listening to this first episode, we're doing a sort of free episode run uh, where we're recording free episodes without releasing them, right? Uh, and then we'll release them sort of as it goes. So we're thinking sort of as the format for the show to maybe start with a bit of feedback is usually how it goes. Mm. You know, anything that anyone has to say, give us a comment or uh, let us know a message and we can... Uh, Be as savage as you want. Yeah. <laughs> Even if, if it's positive or negative, let us know how, you know, your thoughts of the show. If you sort of want to open a discussion or anything, um, I can maybe get a Reddit thread going. Mm-hmm. Um, or something on on a Twitter thread or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that'd be a good shout. Um, and we can sort of discuss what people's opinions are um, in relation to the topics we talk about at the start of the show. Mm. You know, before we move on. Be good if we can get some like, like do some tweets beforehand, and then um, say like, what are people's views on this, and then read out some on the show. And yeah, that's like a that basis. Actually. We'll probably we'll probably have some kind of corner where. You know, people write into the show and we will, if they have any questions, we can talk about them on the actual yeah. show. Things like that as it progresses. Um, so if you're listening to us now, we don't actually know when this episode is going to air. Yes, um, we do. We're really professional. We've I mean, I mean, we've out. got everything recorded and ready to go, but we just can't tell you. That's what I meant to say. Because it's all it's top all secret. Top secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, sort of moving back to your background a little bit. Yeah, um, as you talk about myself, like, sorry, like, ah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, music so, blogger for three years. Music blogger for three years, and um, you you come from a music background yourself as well, right? I do. So I, what do you I, play? I play violin and piano. Yeah. Um, so I played in sort of chamber orchestras for years. Uh, briefly did a little stint as sort of like art nouveau punk band on electric violin <laughs> and we were shocking i've never heard about that please was, tell us more. i have told you about that. like i just bought like it was me and a, somebody who was now a very close friend um just, like so said like oh i want a violinist in my band and he wanted me to read like poetry and extracts of literature over stuff as well a bit of spoken word yeah it was so pretentious it was the oh i, I cringe at how pretentious it was but it was just a bit of a laugh um I'd only kind of agreed with it because we got like a house on fire. Shout out to That's Callum really Casey. <laughs> um, so none of that sort of early noughties electro violin. Yeah, it was, it was just, power pop. It, 
No, it was just, well, this violin cost me 60 quid and it was just the tiniest, most horrible sounding thing. So it was just like you had to pump it full of reverb mm-hmm. and it was shocking. And we couldn't get a drummer to stay with us because they'd kind of hear us and it'd just be like, you're so crap. I'm not being <laughs> in this band. What was the band's name? Oh, what do we call it? Monday Morning. Monday but like, Morning. But Morning is in like oh. morning. Oh, oh. oh dear. <laughs> but in all fairness, that was because Callum wanted to call it Monday Massacre. So oh. I said, how about Monday Morning and have it the play on words. So Monday Morning was better than Monday Massacre. Rope it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I toned it down. So I was like, oh, do you know what? Compromise. That's that's the foundation of any solid friendship. A little stroke of genius there by Sal Wilcox. Thank you. <laughs> Now, as you might be able to tell from that little jingle there and my slight change of tone, uh, I'm here today to talk about, well, the episode today. So it's been brought to you by Patreon. For those of you that don't know what Patreon is, it's a website where viewers and listeners or fans can donate money to creators to allow them to keep doing what they're doing. Now, Ben and I happen to be creatives one box ticked and we're also penniless so we are dependent on things like patreon and carry on doing what we're doing and keep increasing the quality maybe try new things make it the kind of show that you as listeners want to be involved with listen to um just all around better experience for you as an audience we do currently have two day jobs and contracast isn't our in commas real job even though it's what we enjoy doing but by becoming our patrons we can focus more on the things that we enjoy doing and making sure that it's the show we want to produce and the show you want to listen to um more frequent and higher quality content essentially maybe doing some weird and wacky things along the way experimenting finding what works but that does take time and money so that's why that's why i'm here lecturing at you unfortunately i do apologize you just want to hear me make a bit of a tit of myself really um but every monthly donation will push us further to our goals and allow us to keep going on with it sustain develop future projects be more ambitious just whatever whatever you and we as creatives want to do so Contracast will always be free, available to everyone to listen to. But by becoming our patrons, you you gain that access to exclusive things, earlier shows, behind-the-scenes content, and some very exciting freebies. So, if becoming an official patron of uh, Contracast does tickle your fancy, you can find links to donate on the show notes, on the blog, Sounds for Eccentric, and on all of our social media, which is Contra underscore cast on Instagram and Twitter, and Contracast on Facebook. But yeah, thank you for listening. Big love. Now back to the show. Right, Ben, I'm going to ask you, so I'm going to hot seat you. All right. About being in an independent band. Yeah. Um... So I'm going to ask you a series of quick fire questions and I want you to answer them as quickly as possible. Let's and go for them. And if it's not quick enough, you're yeah. going to have to reveal an embarrassing secret about yourself. <laughs> if I can remember an embarrassing secret about and myself. And I know you're I editing this, so you're probably going to veto this out. I have the master control <laughs> I know I'm saying this. But I can embarrass you right now, so that's fine. That's enough for me. <laughs> right, okay. Favourite venue in Leeds? Favourite venue in Leeds has to be High Park Book Club. Amazing. Um... Most annoying thing somebody can say to an independent band? Uh, can I play triangle in your band? That's what I say all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I say tambourine, actually. <laughs> um, who's the biggest diva in your band? Definitely me. Definitely you? <laughs> definitely. I, thought be, I thought it'd be Callum. No, Callum's pretty chill. I'd say it's definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, what's the most valuable tool in a band's toolbox? Um, somebody who can drive <laughs> straight up. <laughs> and we have two of those. We have two of those. Yeah. At least an air and a spare. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, what's your biggest promoter horror story? But don't tell us which promoter. We once got booked for a gig where I was singing into the microphone and it was giving me electric shocks. <laughs> Christ, how I did know. they manage that? Um, well, there was mains electricity sort of hanging out of the wall. Um, so maybe uh, maybe not the best place to, to, to gig. Um, what's the most important part of giving a good live show? To engage with the audience. Make mm. sure everyone's having a good time, you know. It's, yeah. it's less about you're here to watch us and more like we're all in a room let's play and listen to music together worst thing you can do when playing on stage um ask the crowd a question <laughs> because you never get an answer <laughs> do you want more oh, okay uh, maybe who maybe. who are you again <laughs> i once saw a band and it, it was a gig that was for a fundraiser for a feminist charity okay and the guy thought he was being funny so he said like f feminism like right like fuck feminism. and i was like and do you know what it just didn't go down well at all and they were quite a feministy band but they were trying to be they were trying to be like clever and like alternative and do you know what it just like it just flopped and everyone in the room kind of looked like what are you doing because i hadn't <laughs> got that level of banter yet they kind of were like fuck feminism I was like, oh, maybe not, Paul. Okay, did I pass the test? Yeah, you passed the test. Amazing. That's an absolute, what, how many questions were there? I'm not quite sure. I wasn't keeping count. I was trying to think of ones on the spot as well. <laughs> well, if we talk about it in negative terms, that's zero incorrect answers for Ben. Now let's turn it to you, Sal. Oh, okay. All okay. right. So here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say five. Let's pretend I, five. I answered five, okay? So quick fire round, five questions to ask you about being a music journalist. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Um, so number one is, who was the first band you reviewed? Um, it was Little Comets. Okay. Little Comets. Um, and Lisbon and Model Aeroplanes were supporting them. And where was that? It was at the O2 Academy in Newcastle. It was a couple of, I think it was, the, it was a Saturday night. It was the night before Mother's Day, three years ago. And it was, I think it was the last night of their tour back then, which is the Hope as a State of Mind one. And I was so... I just really enjoyed that gig. And then like, I'd seen people that I'd seen on the local, I'd seen people that I'd known on the local scene. Great syntax there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, I, <laughs> You'd seen your friends. <laughs> I saw lots of people that I knew from the local scene there. And I just really enjoyed the gig. It was a, it was a fantastic show. I think little comments are so underrated. Yeah. Um, and I just decided I'm going to write a review about this. And I did. And I wasn't going to, like, share it about much. And then I sent it to, like, a pal. And they said, like, this is, like, proper journalism shit. And I was like, thanks for that. <laughs> so then it was... And that was the birth of Sounds of Eccentric. And that was the birth of Eccentric, yeah. Okay, question number two. What's the most ridiculous thing you've done um, whilst interviewing a band? Oh, God. So where do I begin? Um... <clears throat> I think I, f I fell off a chair once and flashed them, which was pretty bad. <laughs> by accident or <laughs> by accident, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I just got like the chair kind of. I was kind of turned because there was like something happening behind. I think like a, a glass broken at the bar or something, okay. and I kind of flipped, and then I just kind of lost balance on my chair and flipped over, and like my skirt went up, and it was <laughs> it was not good. Okay, question number three: 
Um, what is the funniest thing um, an interviewee has ever said to you? Rough jazz, totally work. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Straight up. Do you want to give us a little bit of an insight into um, what was happening there? So I, I interviewed Tranquilite with Darling Ben here as well. And I asked the band to make a romantic playlist for their significant other. And Toby, I can't remember, was it, oh, what was, which song was it? Um, was it Spain? It was, it was Spain by Chick Corea. Right. Spain by Chick Corea, yeah. Um, and I kind of was just like patting, I was like, oh, a nice bit of like smooth jazz for Valentine's Day playlist. He was like, oh, it's not smooth. <laughs> just he said, and he was just so horrified. It was just, the timing was perfect. So after that, like just the birth of the in-joke of rough jazz was born and it's haunting Toby wherever he goes. <laughs> like he's Forever just synonymous. etched in the memory of every person it was there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and anyone that's watched the video, it's just like we just completely rinsed him. Like said at the end that Toby's forming a rough jazz appreciation society. <laughs> so yeah, rough jazz is the funniest comment I've ever received in an interview. All right. Question four, not so much about music journalism. Mm-hmm. So the old age old question you're stuck on a desert island and you can only take one album with you now you've got to think this album you're going to have to listen to on repeat I already repeat. know the answer you already know the answer I already know the answer on repeat every day for an indefinite amount of time maybe years um, what album would you take with you that is a no brainer for me because anyone that knows me knows I'm a massive Fleetwood Mac nerd so oh. this is a bit of a it's probably people are going to go like oh but it'd be rumors Fleetwood Mac that is my tell you favorite what, album that of all is time a brilliant choice it is such a good album isn't and it? it's such a diversity within the album yeah. as well that it's like it's going to keep me entertained like it's definitely a masterstroke by uh, Fleetwood Mac isn't yeah it? defo I um, could to be fair I think that's a really good answer you could I would definitely not get bored listening to that mm, it's over. my favorite album of all time of like I can remember being like eight and hearing it for the <laughs> first time yeah. and I was like. I was like, Dad, who's this? He's like, oh, it's Fleetwood Mac. And he was like, we want to listen to Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac, not Stevie Nicks Fleetwood Mac. And I, I beg to differ. Actually, do you know what? Peter Green for blues. Yeah, if I, you can get like Stevie's like lyricism and like, actually, Lindsay's good as well. I just wish Peter Green could be in there as well. And oh, yeah. those like, there's good. But like, my um, heart belongs to the Stevie and Buckingham era. On the topic of Fleetwood Mac, um, a lot of people may not know, but the song Chains, which is arguably one of their most famous songs, mm-hmm. um, it's called Chains, isn't it? The Chain. The Chain. I the can't chain. even, I didn't even get it right. The, the I was song, kind of like Chains, yeah. it's like, chains. oh. Yeah. No, uh, the song The Chain um, by Fleetwood Mac, they're talking about how, because um, if I'm correct, I don't know too much about Fleetwood Mac, but if I'm correct, was it two sets of couples in the band? Uh, yeah, so Lindsay Buckingham was going out with Stevie Nicks. Uh-huh. So Buckingham was actually recruited by the McVees and he said, like, I'll only join if you let my girlfriend join. Yeah, yeah. And then they all had dinner one night and got, like, a house on fire. And yeah. then that's how they kind of came about. And then there was John and Christine McVee. Yeah, yeah. Who were around from sort of the earlier days. Um, and then Mick Fleetwood um, was another member. So there was all of them together. So the song, The Chain, is actually about how the relationships in the band are, or between Stevie Nicks and Lindsay were um, breaking up. Yeah. But because they worked so well as a band together, they were sort of chained um, musically to each yeah, other. Yeah, and that's right, what that's it's right. all about, the lyrics, sort of that they couldn't break apart. Um, until they, they did. They were, kept, they were <laughs> kept together by the chains. Uh, well, until they did, obviously. Until Stevie <clears throat> got herself checked into rehab, pretty much. <laughs> Like Tango in the Night, she's not 
too heavily involved in because she was like dealing with like an addiction and she was on medications and stuff. So and doing her own solo stuff as well by that point. So sort of as a music journalist, keeping neutral, uh, final question number five, mm. who is the, your favorite artist you have ever done a review for or an interview oh. or a gig review? My favorite thing. Um, do you know what? I think my favorite, I, it was a piece I did for the Culture Vultures, which is a website in Leeds, and I got to review um, Substance Festival. Okay, which was in December. It was like a festival in Hull that was. I just loved everything about this festival. It wasn't advertised as a feminist festival, yeah, or like a women in music festival. But all the arts happened. Artists happened to be fair enough, fe- like female. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was great. It wasn't like plugged as in like, oh, trivial women thing. It was just literally like, you know, these are all like badass women. And I got to do a series of interviews leading up to it. So I got to interview the, I'm going to pronounce this wrong because I couldn't do it. It's like Dia, Dear Sister, but she's like a viola player. And does lots of loop pedal work. And she's, she's really interested. She's like sort of trippy folk. Um, I got to interview Lone Taxidermist who was just amazing she was she's so cool she's off a nutter like if you see her performances they're absolutely crazy um like <laughs> where terrifying was, where was the gig it was at whole town hall so it was that ah. there was also i gotta finally see pins who have been one of my like favorite in indie bands for ages there i loved everything because when i first started writing i kind of did a review of them and um they they all kind of said like we were sick of being the token girl in a band so they all yeah, surrounded an old girl enough. band and I think I I love them <laughs> and I finally got to see them live which was great saw Jane Weaver and the, who I love modern cosmology and she was like headlining it like that was one of my favorite albums last year but I found her a bit underwhelming as a headliner fair so enough I didn't think she was she was still all right but like you know I was like, I was so excited to see her I was like oh. yeah yeah and then uh, but the the main hers the actor was on before her was Nadine Shah, fellow Tyneside gal. Yeah. Um, Holiday Destination was my my album choice of last year. Um, I think she's just an absolutely phenomenal artist. I I agree with everything she's done, and I've loved her since I heard a feature on some of the Ghost Poet stuff. Um, Ghost Poet, another incredible yeah, artist. She does lots of like, do you know, like X marks the spot. Um, I haven't heard of them actually. No. All oh, right. So he's she does like the backing vocals on that, and she's great. And the whole album she's just released is all about the refugee crisis, mm-hmm. and I think she's just like so on the ball, so motivated, and I think she's just such a compassionate human being as well. And she's hilarious as well. It was just, like it was so ent- she's so entertaining, and she's just a good combination. Yeah, she's fantastic. Sorry, I sort of lost it there because as you were talking, for some reason um, we're recording on um audacity because my macbook at the moment is not working <laughs> uh, so we've had to find an alternative um and randomly your your computer just opened three four pages for gus dabberton live at brudenell social club <laughs> all at the same time. Next, yeah. and you're going to that gig tonight right i am i'm really excited for it yeah so tell us about it who's gus um, I don't actually know that much about him. It was my future housemate harley she kind of just like showed me him when we went to um Copenhagen in January and he was just like really chilled vibe he's got kind of a bit of a Mac DeMarco-esque feel to him kind of that quirky 
jingly jangly go guitar very upbeat and summery sounding yeah so like i've been listening to him a bit more now that it's summer and i want something a bit more chilled but he's like one of those artists you can literally just put on and he's such an easy listen but it's not it's got something to it as well yeah i had to listen when you were around the other day and uh i, I like what i hear i might even come along tonight and, yeah you and check should. Him out. should get some bevs in <laughs> This episode is brought to you by our very own Patreon. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, as Sal was saying earlier, it's a membership platform that provides creators like us the chance to run a subscription content service. Now, what that is, is when you decide to pledge whatever donation you want to our Patreon site, in return, we'll be able to give you some exclusive content um, and freebies and things like that. So the way we run it is a subscription service, just like you would for Netflix or Amazon Prime, except from donations are made every time we post a creation. So that would be a podcast episode, for example. Uh, so for the tiers we've created, by pledging $1, you become an official patron to the show. You'll receive early episode download links, you'll have your name listed as an official patron on our website, and you'll gain access to the Patreon feed with exclusive behind-the-scenes content. If you want to go a little further, we also have a free dollar tier. Now, by joining the tier, you'll be pledging three dollars. You'll receive beautiful, high-quality artwork for your mobile, tablet, and desktop displays of the Contracast artwork. You'll have your name on the official Patreon Plus list on our website, have your name in the description of all our episodes and all of the benefits that come with the basic Patreon tier. Now, if you'd like to subscribe to our premium tier, then for $5 per creation, you'll be able to become a member of the Contra Cult. For this, you'll receive a Contra Cult membership card in the post, a digital Contra Cult booklet and thank you message. You'll get a shout out on the show and plus all of the advantages of the lower two tiers as well. If you decide to sign up, you'll only ever have to donate based on the content that we release. So, for example, we usually release a podcast every three to four weeks. But if we don't for some reason, you'll still receive all the benefits of your tier without having to donate until the next time we put out a podcast. If you feel like this is something you can get behind, then you can find our Patreon link in the show notes and also the description of the episode post in each of our social medias. We cannot thank our patrons enough for the support they give the show and it's the way that we're able to keep moving forward and creating these things and doing the things that we love, uh, both for us and you as a listener. So thank you very much and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Right, so shall we move on to uh, what might become a... Why are you shaking your hands? <laughs> I don't know, I felt I'm doing jazz hands, but like, obviously this is just audio, but like... I'm Un- unprompted so much jazz hands. <laughs> Rough jazzed. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to what may become a little resident corner on the show. Yeah. Are you excited, Ben? I am really excited. We need to name it, actually. We need to name it. Um, uh, the, artist, the artist's pick corner. Yeah. No, it doesn't have a ring to it. No, I'm not. <laughs> Do you know what? Let us know what we, we should call this thing. Let's have some audience participation. And <laughs> whoever comes up with the best name for it will get a shout out next week. Hashtag Contracast. Contracast, yep. All the socials. So Ben and I have chosen five artists. Indeed. Um, They're all independent artists. All independent artists. That. All northern artists as well. Yeah, like, I didn't notice that until we, we wrote them yeah, down, actually. Yeah, we've got a bit of York, Manchester, Liverpool, Leeds and Newcastle. Way I. Um, so this week I got to pick three and Ben picked two. Next week it's going to be the way around. Um, and neither of us have really listened to the artists that the other one's chosen. Yeah, that's right. Which so is great. It is. I'm so, well, I mean, I've heard of the three that you've picked but yeah. i'm sort of i've heard a few tracks but not 
maybe you know the the whole back catalog so whatever you play to me is going to be new and vice versa for yeah. you yeah like i've i've heard of the both years especially like koyo who you like mentioned in your interview with me on booze man's banter but like it's just one of those artists you keep meaning to listen to but you keep you don't when you're looking for music you keep forgetting of who you need to listen to don't you and it's like, you've just revealed the first one. Oh shit <laughs> So one of the artists that you've picked, yeah. I've like you've mentioned to me in like interviews that we've done, but like he's one they're one of the artists that well bands that I keep thinking I need to listen to them, but yeah. I've just never got around to. So I'm actually quite looking forward to, to like actually properly listening to them. Yeah, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play a sort of thirty second clip of um one of their tracks, um, which we'll listen to now in real time and I will edit in later into the podcast for the listeners yeah. to hear. Um we're gonna talk about our first reaction to the song um and sort of just first opinions on it yeah all right so the first one is um ray of sunshine by leeds band koyo All right, so you just heard it, um, and I assume the listeners just heard it, judging from my editing skills. Um, what's your first impressions? I do like it, but it's absolutely mental. Like, it's I can see why a lot of people probably wouldn't dig it because it is okay. like it's gonna acquire taste. But I I actually really like it. Um, it kind of opens with a thing that like the sort of synthy clanging sound. It does sound like like a clanger that's got really <laughs> depressed is having a mope <laughs> like those uh the the old cartoons the old cartoon, they yeah, used like, to live on the moon right yeah the clangers that literally just sounds like a really disgruntled clanger um, <laughs> but in a good way what a good disgruntled clanger. Yeah, good, like, it's good but it does just make me think of like a clanger <laughs> but no, i thought like it's it's got this sort of feeling that's going to be a really good big live song yeah i mean I'd, I've seen them live twice now and they sound exactly like the record. And that's mm. so hard to pull off, especially with, you know, what so many doing. sounds like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're doing really well for themselves. I think they're playing um, Download Festival and a few other uh, big festivals. I think possibly one in Camden, but I might just be making that up myself. Yeah. Oh, sick. But definitely one of my favourite uh, sort of Leeds bands at the moment. Yeah. And I thought we'd start with a Leeds band, seeing as, you yeah, know, we are in Leeds. Good. It was, a, I was not, because ex- I've heard you go on about them a bit and it was honestly, that was not what I was expecting because you've got quite like, I'm from, judging from the rest of your music taste, that's yeah. not like, I was expecting something a bit like indie and chill and I was like, <laughs> and then when I heard that, I was like, what? It's like I had a completely different like preconception just from like how much you yeah. raved about them and I was like, what I, is this? I come from a very sort of prog rock, um, dream theatre and, um, oh, what's the band called? Um. King Crimson. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of. Um, nah, I'm digging way. it, man. I've not seen this side to you yet before. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, Ben, where are you? <laughs> um, oh, those sounded quite a bit like King Gizzard, I thought. Like, I was definitely going to remember yeah, King Gizzard. Yeah, a little bit. I, I can see that. Yeah. All right, should we move on to the next one? Yeah, which one should we need to go for? We'll do one of yours. So one of mine. I'm going to say, Hello Operator, Animalize. Slip me between the bars, add to the 
So Ben, what do you think of Hello Operator? <laughs> that was very formal. <laughs> so Ben, what do you think of Hello Operator? <laughs> Sometimes I can be posh me like. <laughs> <laughs> and straight back to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um yeah, uh, sort of straight off the cuff, just my uh, my first impression is I saw as soon as it started, it, it sort of like that pumping, stamping the leg sort of sort of thing going on. Yeah, I mean, you want to dance to it straight away, and um, I have many. Times. <laughs> I've snogged a very gorgeous man to the chorus of this song, and I'm, it's probably the hottest <laughs> moment of my existence. <laughs> well, there we go. That's maybe why you chose it. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's been let out. Oh. <laughs> I get used to that. Um. Uh. <laughs> I feel like we can't dance around this. We're going to have to just... Um, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for sort of, you know, drawing attention to it, but it's going to be probably... It's going to be a very distinctive thing if you're listening. Um. <laughs> If you have read my blog but never met, had the misfortune of uh, meeting me, um, I have a really quite shocking laugh. Um, it's really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's really addictive. So hopefully within a few shows, Ben will have the same laugh also. <laughs> um, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> you'll just haunt your nightmares if not. <laughs> um, so I was saying earlier that sometimes when something isn't as funny, she might just do sort of like a toned down version of it and just go, which i just found absolutely amazing and i make the same noise when i cry so it's quite a like people are sometimes like oh she's fine and they go like what's just happened i was like i do have chronic mood swings i promise anyway going back to the hello operator song yeah sorry boys <laughs> at first i sort of uh, so yeah, the first thing I sort of thought was, you know, I've heard I've heard this style of music before, and maybe that um, it's not that fresh. But then the vocals came in, and the vocals are actually really distinctive. Yeah, and they, they actually really stand out. Like they make the they make the you know the bands a whole load better just mm. just from the sort of distinctive vocals. And I think that's some of the you know a really good trait to have as a band. Yeah, because there's lots of like bands in the scene where like they're very riff driven and they are very riff driven as well but he he's a he's a bloody good front man as well he's really charismatic yeah. like he's very entertaining well that's half the experience seeing the band live i guess yeah they're fantastic live um but you know as it progressed and i don't i don't want to make it sound like it was you know maybe not too bad or anything you know everyone has their own opinion of music mm. um it's just down to taste but sort of as it progressed it, it did grow on me a lot um and i always say that in the middle eight sort of middle 16 of a song is the make or break point mm. and that's a that's a sort of philosophy that i you know live by it's like oh, i'll just get to the middle eight you'll see if it makes a break and this was definitely a make in my opinion yeah big oh, tick from good. ben yeah i think they're my favorite band on the scene at the minute yeah definitely definitely more uh interesting but you know i love when bands don't just play the same verse um you know twice or the the switch up the instrumentation mm. and they did that really well um i don't think it particularly needed the solo the guitar solo in it because um, it was very short, mm, but maybe yeah. if they extended it, you know, I mean, I think they do when they play live. Well, there you go, yeah. I think like I do. say, don't hold me to that though, just because I've only, I've never like reviewed them. They've always been like a band I've gone when I've just gone to a gig. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always been a bit of beer goggles on. Um. <laughs> in, t- in terms of reviewing, I don't want to get stuck in this sort of. Mm, if we talk, if we sort of talk 
not negatively, but um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Not negatively. Critically, yeah, yeah, that's a better way. If we talk critically about a piece of music, it's not because we think it's bad or anything, but oh, no. because it just makes for an interesting conversation and, you know, everyone has their own taste or something. Oh, yeah, it's, a di- it's more of a discussion about music rather than like, oh, i got to listen to this, it's the mid. Like, exactly, yeah. Uh, but, you know, if everything was positive, then it wouldn't be very interesting to listen to, would it? And that's right, what makes if, music great. And everyone's got different tastes, so at the end of the day, a different situation, like sometimes I'll literally stick on someone like hello operator if i want something with a bit more like oomph or like other times i'll stick on like first aid kit <laughs> it were completely different but then i like yeah. them both um shall we move on to my next choice yes enlighten me <clears throat> yes yeah, so my second choice is duds uh, which is a band um that me and you went to see together yes. the other day. So this yeah. is sort of cheating, I guess, but we did, yeah. we did, you know, draft these up before we went to see it and then yeah. you, you sort of tagged along and came to see them. But still, you you know, a new band to you. Yeah, like I've, I've seen them one, like live in the show and I thought they did, I did really enjoy them, but I've not, it was kind of like so mental live. Shall and we? we also had a fair few beverages. <laughs> so I'm excited to actually give them like another listen. Shall I give them a play? Go for it. This is No Remark by Duds. That's it. One minute forty nine. So, uh, any first sort of thoughts that jump out at you? Yeah. I well, I've realised that you. I think you should start a Clangers fan club because both <laughs> tracks you played me, I really like Clangers. These were slightly more happy Clangers. These were like Clangers that maybe like had one too many down at the pub. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, no, but I really enjoyed them. Um, they kind of. It was like it was nice to hear some like math themes going in again. Like yeah. I was trying. Which is good because they're kind of off the wall, and um, they're not really a band you can sing or dance along to very easily. I found that out when I went to see them the other yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> it's really well. That's just math work. You'll be like one, two, three, oh, five, six, seven, what, what? <laughs> you say that. But like, you've kind of just got to like go a bit wild because they're like not taking themselves too seriously at all. Yeah. And it's kind of just like it's really random. I can see why people wouldn't get yeah, like I like it, but I can understand if someone was like, "What am I watching?" Like yeah. they are just like very off the wall and a bit mad <laughs> well we mentioned briefly before that we went to see them together the other day with um a few of the guys from well one guy and girlfriend from tranquilite and, and fellow sounds of an eccentric buddy fellow sounds of eccentric buddy sean um who directs Hello, baby. who directs the films um and like you said it's sort of a bit like marmite isn't it yeah. you know, sean couldn't stand it he heard <laughs> he went <laughs> He heard one. He heard the the drums and the trumpets sort of coming in together, uh, playing the same notes. And he went, "Nope, that's it. I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> so I eventually went to uh, like I listened to about like two thirds of the set, and then I could tell he was moping in the corner. So I thought, like, oh, keep him sweet. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a, it was incre- a crazy night. Like to see them live is is different because you know yeah. they're just so sort of. Well, the one of the trumpet players goes mental and sort of does this joggy 
dance on the spot that's yeah is that the one with the tash yeah the, yeah the yeah. Uh, and they have two drummers as well they've got a drummer that plays the drums and then also a one that plays sort of like a percussion style yeah, drum set standing up uh, with loads of cowbells more cowbell but yeah very sort of animate when they were playing yeah live. i and honestly i don't know whether i'd buy their album just because it's like it's not an easy listen but i'd definitely yeah. go see them live yeah yeah well i mean that's the thing between you know bands some some bands you can see live and they're amazing, but maybe you wouldn't buy the album then sometimes yeah. the other way around as well, you know. Totally, yeah. I, but yeah, I but agree. does for me sort of embody a lot of what the Manchester scene is about from an outsider's perspective yeah. of sort of, you know, um, always challenging things like time signatures. And yeah, pushing it. It's more of the performance element rather is, than yeah. the, this is a catchy bop. And when they come on stage, they all wear a sort of dodgy uniform, which yeah, is the whole Yeah, like a uniform, it. yeah. Which was sort of a nice catch. My type of thing, maybe not everybody's type of thing. Yeah. And you were like pretty much dressed as one of the women. You? you were wearing like the same kind of shirt. And we were like, oh. And on that, there was all me and Ben are actually wearing matching outfits at the minute. Yeah, we should probably talk about that a little bit. Yeah, which we found really interesting. So I've got like a green corduroy pinafore on and like a denim shirt. And Ben, what are you wearing? Well, I'm wearing a green corduroy shirt and sort of denim uh, shorts. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we didn't check we need to start texting each other before we turn up because like we're gonna go to the gig tonight and harley's gonna be like hello <laughs> did you plan your outfit <laughs> yes every time <laughs> should we move on to your third option third right. option yeah third and final uh no i've got no it's my second option <laughs> second, second option. i'm running ahead of myself um, so you got two more left so two more um so the next band is they're a bit of a regular on the sounds of eccentrics in okay. february because they are the most prolific bunch of scousers i've ever oh, right. had the privilege yeah. or the unprivileged no, not, not so privileged not so privileged of meeting they are a six-piece oh, right, yeah. americana band so yeah. they've got a very indie sound but then they have mr joe colby on the trumpet <laughs> and joe is a fantastic trumpeteer i don't know trumpetist trumpeteer trumpeteer uh you've you've stumped me there actually. i don't know those um trumpet player trumpet player safe there we option. go safe option um and they are red rum club they recently yep yeah, they're in also in the bid for the pirate studio um festival oh that's cool giveaway thing so no. i think i'm not sure if they if the results have been announced yet now i've heard a lot about this band from you yourself oh yes you have red club. <laughs> but i haven't red room club sorry uh but i haven't really listened to the music so yeah. let's do that now yeah i'm not gonna say that the oh i don't know whether to go for like their iconic single for you or like my personal favorite do you want something that stands out more I think, or nice yeah i think maybe go for your favorite so yeah we're gonna listen to calexico by red room club okay here it is comes to shove me all right well so straight away i've got quite a lot of things to, to talk about on that one they've got a lot going on for definite yeah. so my sort of first impression um have you heard of the song Spanish Radio by Biffy Clyro? Yes. Yeah. One of my favourite Biffy songs off that album. Opposites, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. 
Yeah, yeah it's opposites. Yeah. I may be wrong. Sorry if I am. Um, I think you're right. And I sort of got that vibe to begin with just because of the trumpets. Mm. Um, but then it was obvious as the song moved on that it wasn't anything like that. Because I think in the Biffy song, it's more of a sort of like a feature of the song, whereas this it is like... They have a trumpet player, did you say? Yeah. So you, like, it, I guess it's sort of more incorporated, you know, musically into yeah, all this. That's all the sound. Americana. I really, yeah, I really liked it. It's very different. Very like, obviously, in today's day and age, you don't really get that sort of um, music genre mm. um, at the forefront of the scene. Yeah. And so it's nice to see a band that you know are doing things differently and are doing well, and it's yeah. all pop context. Um, but it sort of reminded me of sort of the, the image I had in my, in my head was like a, a Mexican drug cartel riding away in a desert on horses into the sunset kind of, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, Some kind of like um, badass. That's the vibe they're going for. They're going yeah. for like, maybe not the drug cartel. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, but when they were saying they were called like, because like Calexico is like a real place on the border of California and Mexico. It's is like that a, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like a dead end that's like exact, western town. Thing. That's exactly where my mind went to, you know? Yeah, so, so they're, they're doing, doing it, well. they're doing something, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, this you know is easily a good sort of soundtrack song. You know, you, mm. it might appear on, it could even appear on something like Breaking Bad. You know, yeah. what I mean, like I some kind of big series like that. Like their goal is to be in a Tarantino movie. Is like what they keep saying is yeah. like their their like goal to be, which I have challenged them with because obviously Tarantino covered up with Weinstein. But like, yeah. they keep going like, hey, it's a good movie though. <laughs> it does suffer a little bit from the repeatedness of the song, mm. I think. But you're gonna always find that in. Um, a sort of poppy yeah. genre and I completely agree like I think they're all very good musicians individually like yeah. most notably like obviously Joe the trumpet player gives them <laughs> their unique edge like he is like what sets them apart um, but then Neil who plays drums is a phenomenal drummer like when like I kind of sometimes watch him like because <coughs> even though I've just seen them mainly like I've done reviews and like I've promoted some of their gigs and yeah, I, like, yeah. I was like Neil's shit hot on drums and Simon's bass lines, even if they're not the most like complicated thing, sometimes they're good beefy bass lines, and they always had like a really nice depth to yeah. it. So I always kind of like I always sometimes think they get like kind of forgotten about because like Fran, uh, who's the front man, is a very charismatic front man. He's a very much a charmer, schmoozes the audience. It's a sign of a good band to so, have a good yeah. rhythm section, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it just gives it more beef. We were talking earlier about the middle eight of a song making a break in it and for this again it definitely sold it for me the middle eight mm. um you know I, I just as i was writing down the repeatedness comment the mm. middle eight sort of came in all the brick i call it the middle eight it was not necessarily a middle eight uh but the sort of um middle section slash bridge the song came in and i was like oh you know this is new this is nice like yeah. refreshing it sort of breaks it down for me yeah. and it really sold it but other than that, a couple of other comments I wrote, it is a really good recording. Like, they've got really yeah, good sonically. It's done. hard to do that with, you know, when you sort of stick into uh, a more natural instrument sound. Mm. And not, uh, obviously, it's hard to judge a band from one track. You know, I don't know what else they've recorded, but from that one track, they've done very well, sort of, uh, yeah. to get their their instruments sounding really good from that recording. Yeah, they're very well-produced singles they've got. Yeah. Like, my only criticism is Red Rum Club, even though, like, I know it's my... My pick. I do think they are one of the best bands on the scene just because they're so phenomenal live as I'd well. I'd go and see them live, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably have a department to bloody promote them because they're all cheeky little bastards. Um, <laughs> and please keep that in. Um, <laughs> um, I do sometimes think their songwriting, like lyrically, can be a bit lazy. Okay. Like um, I, I picked up on that a little bit. Yeah, that was the only, my only criticism. I think they need to be more ambitious with their lyrics just because they have such a theatrical 
thing sometimes it just it just ever so slight like it's it's a tiny thing but like even if some of their songs like the ways they choose to rhyme is a little bit of a forced rhyme occasionally like they have like a line like sharp as a razor blade smells like lemonade or something it's not (laughs) quite that but it's like talking about how someone's like razor sharp and then it's sweet smelling but you know it's just like that's just been like that's not doesn't sound quite right and it sticks out like a sore thumb and that's in yeah. their song friend of a friend but like really pernickety little things like i just think they need to be more ambitious yeah. with their their lyrics i mean growing up um my my dad's from venezuela in uh, south america so growing up i listened and was exposed to a whole load of latin music mm. and sort of um that kind of vibe and it, it really took me back to to that kind of thing and yeah. you know i really i really in touch with that i really like it and the bass lines and the trumpets they hit it really well i'm yeah. i'm excited to see them live yeah so sort of the last track we've got on this list yeah. shall we go for it uh this one's interesting because i've just criticized lyrics and now you're about to see someone whose lyrics i think is just just amazing like i really really enjoy this artist he is a local local lad to me yeah sam fender um, he's doing phenomenally well at the minute. He's playing so many like international festivals. He's one of like he he took he knocked Ed Sheeran off the singer songwriter. That's a really he... good um, place to be, isn't it? Yeah, really? your face lit up as soon as like beat Ed Sheeran. You're like yeah, we can Ed. we could talk about Ed Sheeran. Oh, no, no, that's another that's a later episode for another day. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sam is from around my area. I've like, heard a lot about. I've seen him on a lot of um festival lineups yeah. i think he played live at leeds yeah he did um a few different ones so you know there's there's a big hype around him at the yeah. moment but I, I literally have i'm going into this blind i've never heard he, anything he's phenomenally talented and i'm really as like i've known him for years now and i'm just so happy to see him doing so well because he yeah. honestly deserves every bit of success he gets um uh, so we're gonna play ooh, which one um let's go play god play god play god play god all right sam fender Thoughts on Sam Fender then? All right, well, sort of jumping straight into it. Um, I absolutely love those drums. <laughs> so good. I remember that's Drew Michael on drums. He, Drew Michael. He was in the band called Sick Joy okay. as well. He's bloody good. Yeah. Drummer. I mean, obviously it's really well produced. Probably, I'd say, um, a lot more along in his career than some of the other bands we've talked oh, about today. Yeah. In terms of just, in terms of sort of maybe, I'm not, I'm not sure is he signed or... He's on some sort of deal, but it's not like all inclusive. Like he's he is doing a lot of it off his own back. Like he is doing mm-hmm. the majority of himself. Um, not, so he's, not he's, to say that should be a judgment of how good anyone's music is, yeah. but it's obviously you know really well produced. So I sort of got that from listening to it the first time. I love it, the reverbs and the delays, you know, that's going. Mm. Um, and sort of um, obviously, I didn't get too many notes about this song, but I think these songs are a lot more about you know the story and the lyrics as mm. opposed to maybe how the music sounds but the music is a really good accompaniment of that yeah definitely like sam's a very like opinionated and then i mean that in a very good way is he quite politically orientated yeah. person 
uh, very vocal with his opinion stuff, but he's always like he's one of those people that like you can just know like when he believes in something, he's like wholeheartedly behind it. I got a little bit of a Ben Howard meets Bastille vibe. From yeah, it. yeah, he's and like again, massively influenced by Ben Howard. I think yeah. he's signed to the same people as him. Oh, fair enough. Well, that would make sense. Um, again, like with the drums, you know, there's there's a really good. Uh, it fits the, the song really well. Those drums. It's like Ben Howard's angsty little brother. <laughs> That's a really good description. But yeah, that was sort of our top five artists that we're listening to right now. Um, we we might do this. I'm not sure every episode, but maybe you know every other episode. Yeah. There's no sort of time frame on it. Um, but yeah, this is this has been interesting, and we'll see how yeah. it turns out. And if you have liked listening to this, um, then we'll be releasing. Well, we'll be releasing another episode. Um, soon very soon with no time frame but it will be out soon Soon. um what we're going to do sort of as a format i think is invite a guest on from the local scene for each episode right a mystery guest a mystery guest (laughs) don't blow into the microphone (laughs) it will sound terrible (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um so i guess until next time until next time thank you for listening and see you soon my lovelies This is where the outro music goes.